Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today my guest is Graham Lacey, who is with Wrights Marina on Georgian Bay. And he has agreed to join us kind of at the last minute to share some up-to-the-minute details about the forest fires that are burning in his area, which could have an effect on loopers who are coming through. So Graham's going to share those details. And then we're also going to talk about some of the cruising in that area in general, because even with some of the restrictions on the cruising based on the flyers right now, it's a beautiful place to be. So we hope loopers are still headed in that direction. Before we do bring Graham into the conversation, I want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral level sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes and Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And, of course, Wrights Marina is also an AGLCA sponsor, and we thank them for that. And as I mentioned, Graham Lacey with Wrights Marina is our guest today. Graham, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Um, And for those of you who are members, you probably noticed Graham's post yesterday in the discussion forum about the fires, and we appreciate that because there are some restrictions on cruising right now, and we want to make sure we get that information out. Um, But let's start, Graham. Tell us a little bit about yourself since you haven't been a guest here before, um, some of your boating background, and, of course, tell us a little bit about Wrights Marina. Um, Well, as you know, we're located in the northeast corner of Georgian Bay. It's a third-generation family business. My wife is a Wright. Um, her grandparents started the business back in 1950, and it's grown over the years to uh, include not only cottage boaters, but in more recent years, um, cruising-style boaters as well, and we're pleased to be able to uh, help support the, the loopers. Um, our cottage, uh, cottage customers run uh, about 10 miles in each direction, north and south of us, but uh, our, we have a, a solid base of, of cruising-style boaters here as well. Um, my own personal history, I was born and raised in Toronto, I uh, was a firefighter in Toronto for a number of years, and in uh, 2000, my wife and I came into the business, and we've been uh, here ever since. We love to hear about family-owned marinas out there, and really interesting that you were a firefighter, because I didn't realize that, and since the topic today, at least for the first portion, uh, is about the fires burning, that probably gives you some really good insight, and I know that you've kind of gone above and beyond to collect some current information for our listeners, so you know, let's start kind of in general terms about this particular forest fire that's burning, though. How long has it been burning? Um, how, how bad is it in terms of acreage burned, and, and how close is it? your area? Uh, we first noticed the fire last Wednesday, so a little bit over a week ago, later in the afternoon. Um, it appeared as though the fire, the next morning it appeared as though the fire may have been uh, under control. Um, we did not see any smoke in the distance. It is north of us. The, uh, the original fire was approximately three or four miles directly north of us in a um, in forested area. There's a construction site going on going up there. Um, so that would have been on Wednesday. Thursday afternoon, noticed significantly more smoke had uh, had developed in the sky. Uh, the fire had taken hold and was continuing. The winds were essentially out of the the east and south, pushing things more northerly. Uh, it got towards the uh, the Key River, a, a a former logging community from uh, from years ago, back in the logging days. Uh, started pushing towards there and very very. Um, 
uh, cottages were very much at risk. They, uh, the fire ended up jumping that river, continuing towards the northeastern corner of Georgian Bay, being pushed by southeasterly winds. Um, right now, the fire stands at something in the neighborhood of about 16,000 acres. Directly north of us, the fire, the original site of the fire seems to be um, less of an issue. They're continuing to, to work with hot spots and I'm worried about flare-ups there, but the main body of the fire continues to travel more in a northeasterly direction, away from the bay towards uh, what would be our Highway 69 and up towards Sudbury. Uh, there is very little smoke in the area these days. The winds have been favorable, favorable for us, coming out of mostly the uh, south and west direction. So forcing the fire in a northeasterly direction, but uh, keeping us free of smoke. So we certainly, um, our thoughts are with those who may be uh, directly impacted more so than, than loopers, um, but those who live and work in that area. So we certainly want to make sure that everybody is safe. Uh, but in terms of the impacts of the fire on loopers, I, I assume that the, the major problem is the smoke. But let's talk a little bit about what that means for those coming through on boats. Uh, there are certain parts of the waterway that are closed to boat traffic currently. Is that the, the situation? That is correct. So um, there's still active suppression going on in, uh, throughout the entire region of the fire. They have set up a, a restricted travel zone is the way they're referring to it. So there is uh, people on the inside. It's almost like a one-way door where people on the inside that have been there protecting their properties or there for other reasons can get out, but uh, we'll need a special permit to get back into the restricted zone. In the case of uh, boat traffic in general and loopers perhaps more specifically, uh, the small craft channel has been, uh, there is an active enforcement on the small craft channel at a point about eight miles north of us at uh, near Rogers Gut, which is uh, one of the, the local landmarks. There is a Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry vehicle there stopping traffic from going through. So in the case of uh, in the case of loopers, what we're uh, suggesting, those that are continuing to move north, typically up into Killarney, can, um, can still access the river coming from the south. Coming into Bing Inlet is not a problem from the south, is unaffected. They would travel out on the same route to the, uh, to the big water. There's a shipping channel that comes in off of Georgian Bay, and the marker on the outside is HH2. Um, actually, the, the moors uh, described very clearly as the, uh, the, the, the travel route for people that are continuing to, uh, to head up to Killarney from this point, uh, bypassing the small craft channel that is affected at this time, heading out to the, this marker that I just mentioned, uh, taking a bearing heading north, and then coming back in at mile 40, they can still access Collins Inlet and Beaverstone Bay, continue in through that passageway on the small craft channel, and over towards Killarney. So the, the area in between from Rogers Scott beyond one of our another local uh, anchorages at the Bad River, the Bustard Islands are all at this point part of the restricted zone. Okay, so for loopers and others cruising through the area, um, if you're not familiar with the area, that description is a, a good description and probably gives you the information you need. For those who are already there, you probably have been studying your charts. Um, so kind of have an idea of the area that Graham is talking about. Um, but so Graham, it sounds like for loopers and other cruisers, part of the small craft channel is closed, but there obviously is another way around that. So it really should not interrupt your great loop very much. Is that correct? Uh, that's, that's very accurate. And, and in reality, there are a number of, uh, being that a uh, number of the boats that are, are on the loop already, 
tend to be on the larger size. A number of them are, are using this, the very uh, route that we've just discussed. A lot are using that route anyway, bypassing the small craft channels just because of its, um, the width of some of the passages, the fact that it is twisty and turny. Um, they are using that anyway. So for some, they may not even notice the difference and certainly people that have gone before them would have taken that very same route just as a matter of course, avoiding the small craft channel through this area anyway. Right, and there's it's kind of a perennial discussion in our forum about the small craft channel and, and what is really considered a small craft and who can navigate that. And there was just a discussion about that in the past week um, with lots of encouragement for people that you can do the small craft channel and you know a small craft is, is not uh, as defined there is not what most um, individuals would consider a small craft. Um, so yes, you know it is navigable most of the time, but we certainly don't want people after the discussion that just earlier in the week to be attempting that when there's some issues there with smoke and you won't be able to get through. So um, certainly a very scenic route through the area, but something to avoid right now. Um, but also because of the fire, we certainly don't want people to be thinking that the, their Great Loop is interrupted or that they should avoid that area completely because, as you said, there is a way through it. It's a very common way through it, um, and we certainly wouldn't want loopers to miss this beautiful area, so it's definitely something to head in that direction. Um, Graham, I know you mentioned you kind of went out to the front lines last night to get some some current information, and we certainly appreciate that. Any um, additional details that you can share about, you know, when they think the fire will be under control or when they think that the small craft channel will be back open to traffic? Uh, and, and in an incident like this, uh, any of the agencies are very reluctant to put uh, definitive timelines on anything. When I was speaking with the information officer last evening, uh, she indicated that at the very least the travel restriction will be in place until the end of the weekend. Uh, speculation beyond that is all based on, you know, weather and condition of the fire, but she indicated that it would likely be extended beyond the weekend, but uh, it is open-ended. There is no no timeline on either it or when they consider the fire to be under control. They are giving, they are giving a timeline of potentially as much as a, a, a month or 30 days before they, they will act of, consider the fire under control because they continue to search for hot spots. There are fire can move underground in some of these areas as well. So despite the fact that the immediate risk and danger from the fire may be gone, they do not consider it under control until such time as they have, they believe they have fully extinguished the area. Smoke conditions are, have been very favorable for us in the last little bit, which is at this point in time, our biggest concern, the fire has moved in a, to a direction that is the main body of the fire is well north and east of, of the cruising area and our area. The biggest challenge would be if wind shifted and uh, push smoke back into our direction. Okay. And Graham and I, I think, have both mentioned this point in time. So for those listening later, um, those who get this uh, this podcast fed out to their podcast apps and perhaps um, aren't listening in as timely of a manner, this point in time right now, it is close to 9 a.m. on Friday, July 27th. This will begin to be uh, available to people in about an hour. Um, so as of right now, it is very current information, but perhaps if you listen over the weekend or even into next week, it may not be current at that time. So Graham, is there a web-based resource that people can go to to get current information as, as time goes by? There are a number of different uh, sites that are uh, agency-based. The uh, Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry is probably the, the primary one. Uh, all of the agencies are under a single roof right now, so their information officers are sharing information, and the message coming out uh, typically is, is the same. 
we get a an nightly update on the day's events and the progress of the fire and the progress of the suppression of it. Um, what I have done in the past is we've been using the uh, the Loopers forum and as well as our Facebook page to to put out any links to the maps of the restricted zone, information of the day that is uh, sent to us by the information officer, uh, or the next best place would be using Ministry of Natural Resources of Ontario and checking their, their fire status page there. Okay, perfect. And we appreciate you putting that on our forum for our members. Since some of our listeners are not members, even though we encourage that they join us, um, tell us uh, if they search for Rights Marina on Facebook, will they find your Facebook and be able to get the updates there? That is correct, yes. Okay, perfect. Uh, this is under We're Rights Marina. Perfect. We're going to take a quick break to play a message from one of our sponsors. When we come back, though, I want to turn a little bit more to just the general cruising in that area because it is considered by many to be one of the highlights of the Great Loop. And um, while we've got you with the local knowledge um, and while we want to encourage people to continue to visit the area even with the fires, so we want to talk about that a little bit, um, we will be back in just a moment. AGLCA Admiral Sponsored Dog River Marina is located at the mouth of the Tentom Waterway in Mobile, Alabama, only 22 miles from the Gulf of Mexico. The marina encompasses 95 slips, 80 of which are sheltered. They offer a ship store, courtesy car, rental cars, 24-hour guard service, and shore power. The complex's full-service repair facility is staffed with highly trained personnel to handle everything from simple repairs to complex overhauls. For more information, visit www.dogriver.com. We're back on Great Loop Radio. We've been chatting today with Graham Lacey of Wrights Marina. Wrights Marina is one of AGLCA's um, very valued sponsors and a favorite looper stop. And he's been sharing current information on some waterway closures there due to a forest fire that's burning. But we want to shift now and, and give Graham a chance to kind of put in a plug for cruising his area because it is such a popular area of the Great Loop and some of the best cruising grounds are arguably in the world. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the good things to see there, Graham. Tell us uh, some of the best areas to cruise um, and best ports to stop along the way in your particular portion of, of Georgian Bay. Well, we're number one, of course, but uh, beyond that, there are the uh, one of the best parts of the area is the, the availability of a number of different anchorages that are that dot the shoreline between here and Killarney. Uh, the trip on the small craft channel is about 61 miles. And it is dotted uh, along the way with a number of uh, secluded and secure inlets and bays where uh, gunk holing or fishing or just setting the hook and, uh, and relaxing and, and enjoying nature at its finest uh, along that 61 miles of small craft channel. Even with the fire and the restricted zone right now, there are still a couple of anchorages that are just directly north of us that are unaffected by the fire and unaffected by the restricted zone where uh, about an hour cruise from, from our door will put you into a, a nice, secluded, and secure, wind-protected anchorage known as Black Bay. Uh, fishing, if you happen to be a fisher or an angler, there's, uh, there's bass, there's pike, beautiful areas just to, uh, to get a, a sense of what the area has to offer as far as scenery. Um, among the, the more popular spots as you travel, continue north in the area is the Henvey Inlet, which at this time obviously is, is part of the restricted zone, the Bad River. Uh, the area has steeped in logging history, and the Bad River is one of those areas that uh, that 
has a history in the logging industry, but again, it's a popular popular tourist destination for, for boaters and cruisers, uh, wonderful anchorages, uh, wonderful fishing, rapids that uh, people enjoy shooting the rapids in their dinghies, uh, Bustard Island, another beautiful spot along the way. It's all natural shoreline, uh, very few cottages, nice, clear, warm water for swimming, uh, just, as I say, setting the hook and enjoying the sunsets and sunrises. Uh, as you continue farther north, there's Beaverstone Bay, Collins Inlet, a uh, nice long fjord that you can travel all the way through. Uh, a few more cottages as you get closer to the, the, the northern community of uh, Killarney. And then Killarney is one of the, the highlight destinations for a lot of people as they travel into the, the small 300-person uh, community of, uh, of Killarney. Uh, known for one of the more famous is uh, Herbert's Fish and Chips. Uh, fish comes in off the, uh, off the Georgian Bay cleaned just before it, uh, it hits the, the fryer. Uh, wonderful stop. It's, they claim to be world famous, and I have to believe them. Um, but Sportsman, Killarney Mountain Lodge, all also sponsors over the association, but uh, wonderful stops along the way too. Great meals at, the, um, at both of those places. Uh, Killarney is just a nice little summer town. Uh, crystal clear water, had Caribbean hue to it. It just adds to the entire... Uh, one of the highlights of the trip, I think. Absolutely. And this, this area certainly is um, largely about the nature part of the trip. Um, you're not going to find a whole lot of entertainment and things like that. Um, but is there anything specific, because it is obviously uh, the, the busy season there, it being summer, any um, must-do-or-see things in the area, any events that you would recommend? Or I know there's lots of um, provincial parks in the area and national parks. Any favorite spots for you or don't miss types of things that you would recommend to visitors? The part of our challenge in the area is the it's the uh, it's the beauty and the challenge is that we are we are secluded. We are we're 60 miles in either direction from from our nearest uh, our nearest big towns. Um, Perry Sound of course as people are traveling north Perry Sound is probably one of the uh, the, the nicer stops, there's, there's music festivals going on, there's uh, uh, Art in the Park is one of the, the festivals that they have there where local artists will, will display their wares. They have regular, on Wednesday evenings, they have uh, regular music by the bay, they have different bands coming in uh, as forms of entertainment, and it is only a short walk from some of the marinas down by the waterfront in Perry Sound. Um, Perry Sound is probably the one of the highlight stops before you get into what is more of just a natural laid-back shoreline as you travel up towards Killarney. Killarney is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more built up, a little bit more going on up in there. Uh, there are probably the the biggest feature along the shoreline, though, is just the the natural beauty and the shore and the anchorages that you can enjoy. Perfect. And, you know, so many of our members, whether they're American, Canadian, or other foreign nationals, just really consider the Canadian portion of the trip, although it's small in the number of miles compared to the U.S. portion of the Great Loop, um, the Canadian portion is certainly one of the highlights. Um, Graham, I want to thank you again for joining us today. I want to thank you for your long-term sponsorship of AGLCA. Um, favorite stop for loopers, so thank you for providing them such great hospitality. I'm glad we can help out. It, uh, it's always fun to, uh, to chat with the people on the dock, get an idea where they're from, share some experiences, and hopefully give them a little bit of insight into our area and uh, some of what we have to offer. 
Excellent. Well, thank you. And to our listeners, we thank you for joining us again. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. Mm-hmm.